I'm Ari Micah. Here we go. All right. We are live back in the Verisage Symposium for another guest debt talk. We're moving now. I uh, want to thank Thomas for uh, sharing this wisdom with us on the history and future of pricing tools. Love to hear about this. Thomas is one of the most active people on the Verisage and Friends group, always commenting on stuff. So that's where you have, you're recognizing the name but not the face. And I just want to thank him for continuous support and comments on that, that group. If you're not a member of the Verisage and Friends face group, Facebook group, make sure you are, unless you know, you're like some of us, Lisa, who doesn't is not on Facebook at all, in which case you're going to share the photos that you've been taking with us. So, and we, I We'll get them up on the Verisation Friends Facebook. All right, Thomas Bowden, ladies Thank and gentlemen. You. Thank you, and you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> obligatory endorsement of uh, value pricing. Timesheets, time-based billing, literally cost me my life virtually and my wife. When I switched to value pricing within two years, I had my life back and my wife back. So, okay. Timeless counsel, that's me. Um, so in the beginning, we had heuristics. As Ron was saying, uh, I mean, you could weigh the file, you could do anything, you could figure out something for pricing. But then we entered into the age of scientific management, and we measured things with stopwatches. And that made everybody feel nice and comfy, because you can measure something, you can manage it, et cetera, et cetera. And that was fine for a while, until come the millennium, the disruptors arrived. <laughs> and they multiplied. And there was great anxiety in the world of professional services. But, but really, what's, what's the big deal? I mean, oh, I'm sorry, skipped ahead. So there were substitutes proposed. Some of, them, some of them worked better than others. Some of them not so well. Some people even reverted to trying to cling to the part of the past with, uh, with a hybrid approach called shadow billing or keep your timesheets but do value pricing. But that was soon revealed to be nothing other than Timesheets and drag. <laughs> Obviously not satisfactory. But you know, what, really, what's so hard about all this? We're just trying to estimate a demand curve, right? I mean, we want to know what people will pay. Well, that's what a demand curve is. Except that, as we all know, it's not a demand, it's not a demand curve. It's an n-dimensional, multi-dimensional, uh, two, uh, no, no, it's an n-dimensional surface in n plus one dimensional space and it's not even convex. So what are you gonna do? This is gonna require some math to figure it out. Is there an answer? Well, we like to talk here about there's not an answer, there's no one answer. That doesn't mean you can't do some calculations. That doesn't mean that you can't possibly make some progress. And so, like in the words of Apollo 13, where, where uh, Gene Kraft was trying to get them home, he said, people, work the problem. Work the problem. So I started working the problem, and I came up with a little spreadsheet, a little tool that I use. I don't want to spend too much time explaining it. But the idea is, you know, there are, in, there are a number of different dimensions to demand. And if you can decide what they are, then you can put some kind of a, you know, a, a placeholder in, and you can measure it. And then you collect data. You enter your data. This is just a sort of a, you know, an elaborate version of what, uh, what Joel showed the other day. And the idea is you collect data and you see what works. Some data is going to be linear. Some data is going to be binary. Uh, is the business regulated? Is it professional? You might charge differently according. These are all proxies. These are all attempts to get at what drives the value calculation in the customer's head. And then you use artificial intelligence. Anybody know what this is? 
That's the Watson, right. So in theory, it's possible to take that input that you collect, run it through artificial intelligence, and come back with an ever-increasingly accurate estimate, and it's only an estimate, of the price that someone might pay. Now that's going to change, and it's only the starting point. This is not the answer. When I first described this to Michelle River, which honestly was about four years ago, um, she said, you know, it's great, but the accountants are going to seize on it, and they're just going to say, that's the number. That's the number. Well, it's not the number, okay? It is the starting point. This is like the number that Joel starts with in his app, or as I put it in my, in my spreadsheet, uh, the walkaway fee. What's the minimum you would do this job for for anybody? And then you apply these factors to it. So the range could be very wide, depending on the size of the business, the number of people, et cetera. So my thought is, take something like this. If we can develop an app that you can deploy easily, give it away free. Sorry, Joel. But, and then charge for the data that you collect over time. And then people can use that data. Here's the reason why I did this. Um, through a series of four law firms, I tried to implement value pricing. I had the conversation before I joined the law firm. Wouldn't it be great if? Yeah, great idea, great idea. Love to have you. One month in, where are your timesheets? Didn't we have this conversation before I started? Yeah, but we kind of need your timesheets. So you spend years in a firm trying to climb your way up to that position where you might have some influence, and it doesn't work. It's very, very hard to change one of these organizations from the inside. One of the reasons is not just inertia. One of the reasons is the consultants have done a darn good job developing software that's all based around the billable hour, and all the big firms run on it. If you take that away, they have nothing. You cannot just yank their security blanket away and expect them to change over to something new. So you're going to have to have something that enforces at least some level of consistency. You can't just say, today we're doing value pricing. Bill, what did you charge? Well, I charged $5,000. John, what did you charge? $10,000. Well, you got to have at least a common starting point so that you can justify your deviations from. So I think in the long run, we'd love to see a technique like this based on data, based on empirical data, that will allow us to establish a new form of firm management that will replace this antiquated and very destructive way that we've been doing things now for, I guess, about ongoing 50 years. So that's my talk. <laughs>